My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to travel and cruise industry news. On this, the uh, 15th day of June, wow, this has just been nutty the last, uh, oh, three or four minutes. As you know, I have a guest coming in this morning, and uh, my camera went out with a bad, uh-oh, it went out again. it! Okay, I'm back. Wow, I'm just trying to get things reasonably back set up here. Uh, but anyway, it all went out uh, just before we went live. I mean, literally, like two minutes in. So, right, now, I think I'm back. Goodness gracious. I hope everybody can hear me. Uh, and Camille, if you can hear me, shake your head. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Phew. <laughs> so, now, let's go back and start all over, folks. Welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News <laughs> on this, the 15th day of June. Wow. Today, folks, is National Prune Day. Yuck. Not my favorite. Who writes these things? Why would you make a National Prune Day? Oh, well. I know a lot of people think it's healthy and they do things. And that's okay. Not me. Uh, cruise ship sailing today from North American ports down in West Palm Beach, we got the Margaritaville at Sea Paradise. In Miami, the Scarlet Lady, Galveston, Grandeur of the Seas. Seattle, the Carnival Spirit. Vancouver, the Seven Seas Mariner. You've also got the Zyderdam sailing from Vancouver and land packages starting from Vancouver. In Anchorage, the Grand Princess sails today, as well as land packages started on the Royal Princess, the Koenigsdam, the Zyderdam, and the Nordam. And Fairbanks land packages on the Nordam, Royal Princess, Norwegian Jewel, and Majestic Princess. And out in Honolulu. 
we got some Pride of America land packages starting today. Busy news day as well as having a special guest this morning. Uh, In today's headlines, we've got protests, delay cruise ships, Carnival acquires Costa Luminosa, some more princess cancellations, celebrity drops some vaccination status for some people in some cruises. I'm not happy about that one, by the way. Crystal Endeavor will operate under Royal Caribbean Silver Sea brand. Aida Vita leaving the fleet. And AMA Waterways is planning a second Nile River vessel. That and a lot much, a whole bunch more here at 11 o'clock this morning. If you're listening via the podcast, uh, welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog, accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcast from, like um, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify. Uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon uh, Music, Apple Podcasts, any of them, just search for Travel and Cruise Industry News, and uh, the big fat travel guy will pop up. So, uh, that's that. All right. I've got a special guest today who uh, I've just gotten to know here the last couple weeks. Um. She's from out in San Diego. I first came across her on a post for uh, Cruises for Solos uh, on the Wonder of the Seas that she's going to be going on in October. And we've touched base and found out all these things that we have in common. So my special guest today, coming all the way from San Diego, so it's early out there, is Camille Segovia. I don't know if I said your name right or not. Camille, welcome to Chili Chats. Thank so, you for having me. All right. <laughs> welcome aboard. Wow. Thank that you. was a little, that's normally yeah. not as dicey to get a show started <laughs> yeah. as I put you through this morning. Um, as you can tell, I'm a terrible person when it comes to technical stuff. But we got it done. Okay. Let's let's just let's start with Wonder of the Seas. Tell me okay. about what you're doing, what you want to do, what you're trying to do, what you've been working on. Because I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just going to give you the let you run with it. Okay. So yes, um, sailing on Royal Caribbean's Wonder of the Seas, October 23rd, out of Barcelona. And one of my last cruises was on Norwegian before COVID. And we had, I, I, the last few cruises I've cruised solo, um, hadn't done that before, but I'm doing that the last few years. And Norwegian had a solo rep on board to organize events. And I found it fantastic. I met a great new friend from Chile and we just got along great after that first meetup and had dinners, did some excursions and things together and we still stay in touch. So seeing I was flying, it's flying cruising on Royal Caribbean, I reached out to them. I just assumed they probably had something like this. Uh, Not exactly the case. I probably sent four emails unanswered, three calls sitting on hold with them trying to figure it out for anywhere from 30 to 90 minutes. By the last call at 90 minutes where they're like, okay, I'm looking into this, stay on hold. Anyway, I got off the phone. I was just so frustrated. And, uh, 
I'm a, a bit of a sleuth. So I went online and found the president of the cruise line's email or what I figured it would be in. I sent him an email. I just said, I'm sorry to bother you, but your cruise line, you know, doesn't either have this setup for solo hosted events or I don't know what you have going on. And if you don't have anything going on, will you please consider doing this? And I'm sailing on this ship. And to my interest and excitement, he read it. He had his executive team reach out to me maybe three days later, and they tried to explain that it's a decision for each cruise ship by the cruise director, and it's going to be unhosted. So you don't know until you get on board, and that's kind of what they're telling me. And I said, that's it? You guys don't do anything else for the solo travel market on your ships? And they said, no, not really. Uh, we haven't needed to look at that. I said, well, can we? <laughs> and I organized quite a bit, have been organizing probably 15 years, meetup groups, all sorts of different things. And I said, you know what? I'll even volunteer on my cruise to be a host on the ship for solo travelers. Do a happy hour, get together for dinner, set up things to go to shows together. Just, yeah, whatever will help on board. And I said, I'm going to do some research and look into things. And that's when I started to list the polls. And on uh, solo cruisers, is that what you want it? Cruisers? Cruisers for solos, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Put the poll up. The other day, I had 1,500 votes. And it was split between voters want, uh, solos wanting hosted events, more info on solo cabins, and info on either single supplements or how to book the solo cabins instead of they just book whatever you ask them to. They don't inform you typically of solo cabins that are available. Right. So did a lot of research, found out 20% of the travel market is solo cruisers and growing, especially since COVID. So I put all this research in the polls together, sent it back to the executive team. They called that same day and said, we're sending your email and package up to the VPs of guest relations. So they'll either move forward with something and involve me or just ask questions or maybe dead in the water, but I hope not. Well, in, in my experience with do, trying to do the same thing, I've been on, uh, what, five or six Royal Caribbean ships this year. Mm -hmm. And on each one of them have looked at and tried to find any solo groups. None of them had any solo staff. They would list some meetings, solo get-togethers, mm -hmm. but they were at 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night. Oh, that's crazy. And yeah. so, yeah, I would very much like to, you know, to do the same thing. So, and like you have, I've reached out to Royal Caribbean as well, only they didn't come back to me like they're interested. They told me basically to, <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, it's a starting point. A starting yeah. point. So, you found some interesting things, though, that I was totally unaware of. I did. The solo market mm -hmm. for women yes. is growing way faster than the solo market for men. I was. Yes. Right? That one surprised me. 84%. Yeah. Of the solo market. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't have, a, I don't have an explanation of why. I mean, that this, because 
I mean, I look, I'm used to more, of course, I tend to run into male solos when I'm on cruises as opposed to female cruises. I don't know. I, I was just surprised at that one. Can you I, know why? I do. I mean, for the most part, because I also run a solo traveler group here in San Diego. We have just 100 members or so right now. Um, but I hate to say this, the cruise line, oh, no. Chile, you went. Yeah, um, no, <laughs> um, the cruise line seems to think uh, this our solo uh, our solo cruising group is widows, everybody over seventy, and my research finds us to be about forty five, majority of women. But as women, I mean, I'm just going to say this: is that we just will go. Our friends can't go. Let's just go. I'm just going to go. I'm going to try this, and that's what I find in my group is that. They want to figure out how to travel safer, get solo travel tips, but they'll just go. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm just going. My friends won't, don't want to go where I want to go, so which is fine. But I'm going to go by myself. But I have a family. I have friends. It's just I'm cruising solo. And the cruise line right now thinks it's all the widows. And yeah. But I just see women doing it more. And, like, just let me try this. Well, I think that's um, I think that's fascinating, and it will certainly give me a, a different view as I'm reaching out to try to find solos in the future. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have no problem. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite stories is I don't know four, three or four or five cruises ago. I had a hot date. Mm -hmm. Now I'm an old fat guy, so and I'm on a scooter. I'm a, you know I'm. Uh, disabled. Uh, yeah, I got all kinds of reasons for not having a hot date. But you did. But I have a hot date. Yeah. And she was 93 years old and a solo traveler. And the most delightful lady I've met ever. And she called me Sonny. So somebody <laughs> calling the old fat guy Sonny was hysterical. But it would be, Sonny, could you go get us a drink? I'll pay for this one. <laughs> Okay, Adele, I'll pay for the next one. <laughs> we just had more fun. We went to dinner a couple of times. We went to shows. We went on a uh, out on excursion just because, you know, I tend to just on ex and when I'm in port, I just go find a local place and, you know, have lunch and a couple of adult beverages and get back on the boat. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, that was great. Um I would like to see somehow us getting over the hump of having to pay double on a, a lot of solo cruises. I don't see that happening. I'm hoping for more solo cabins. That's what I see the market doing. And I, I the research is that the new ships are going to have more and more studios that will be for singles. And hopefully moving towards that part where they are ocean view balcony even that maybe a little smaller they the cruise lines have to make their money if they can sell it for two people in that room they're going to of course do that so yeah. it's going to be more solo cabins is what i i see happening um and i hate to say right now royal caribbean is behind that uh norwegian seems to be leading that they have up to 128 solo cabins norwegian on some of their cruise lines where i mean royal caribbean at least has maybe 10 of their ships but only a max of like 28 studios per ship. And 
what I want to do also is when you call up to book your cruise, can that customer service rep please inform you, would you like to look at a solo cabin? I've never been asked that. And just in helping to inform us as solo travelers, because if we're paying double, what are we getting? You know, right. what is helping our guest experience? And I'm hoping Royal Caribbean and others will look at that. What can you provide that's minimal cost? I mean, a hosted event where you've got a sign so people can see, maybe some name tags. Somebody takes initiative in the group to plan other things. Uh, it's not much. It's not going to cost that much, I hope. But we'd love to see the Seagull Supplement go away, too. What kind of things would you like to see happen on whether it's Wonder of the Seas that you're going on or any other cruise that you're going on? What kind of solo events would be Camille's ultimate cruise? I mean, the things that I like is having somebody to at least have the option to go to dinner, maybe a solo table at dinner. Um, happy hours that work when you're on the ship, because most of us were looking at the excursions. Like, I'm going to plan an event the first day we get on to Wonder of the Seas, because that's our first night. But then day two, we come back from Palma de Mallorca at 4 o'clock. So then I'm going to plan something, hopefully, at 5 o'clock. But you got to look at when we're at port. Why plan something when we're at port? plan on the days it sees, but going to shows together, like karaoke, maybe. And then I was sharing with you how I met a new friend, uh, very experienced solo traveler, Jessalyn, and they did a poker run on one of their, their things. Um, the poker run, sort of a bar crawl, but not really, you don't have to drink, is you're getting a team together, putting $5 in and have maybe five different stops and you're collecting a card like a poker run they do out in the desert. And then you come back together, see who has the best hand, maybe who has the worst hand, and you win prize money. And I saw some of these videos on Cruise Critic and they had so much fun. So things like that, we just want to improve our guest experience on board and it makes the difference. I had such a much better time on Norwegian meeting somebody, meeting CC, than being solo. And it's a choice, obviously. If you want to get involved, please get involved. And if you don't, then do your own thing and have a great time. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Because as, as a matter of fact, the last really good group I was on, you, when you mentioned that, that was a cruise critic uh, a person mm -hmm. uh, that, that coordinated the group. And I can't remember what ship that was. That might have been pre-pandemic even. Because um, okay. I remember that just that just popped into my head that it was a cruise critic guy that was uh, that ran that group so mm -hmm. or you know coordinated it yeah so yeah well Camille I think this is wonderful thanks <clears throat> you've also uh, written or are working on oh I am a guide for San Diego one of my favorite cities in the world There's so no nice yeah that shows yeah that shows. Okay. Tell us real quickly about that. So I do a lot of just road trips and stuff by myself as well. And notice when I go out anywhere in Southern California, anywhere, is there's not a good travel book that is not full of advertisements. So I thought, let me spend some time and put together like a Cliff Notes version. So this will only be like 50 pages, but hits the highlights of Balboa Park, how much it costs to go see the museums, links to the park. Um, 
all sorts of information. Google Maps, so you can see when's a busy time to visit or less busy, and like 50 pages. So almost finished doing that, and I'll self-publish on Amazon. It's going to be welcome to your adventure, San Diego. Nice. Do you foresee carrying on with that and maybe doing a similar type thing in you know Los Angeles or San Francisco or I do there's a lot cities. I've always lived in California so I'd love to do more I just need to see how this first one goes yeah. it's been two months it's it's amazing how much research and that's what I want to do is save people time doing all this research for their location it's it's kind of insane how much time we can spend investigating our vacation well and and this one I have no idea is this a for-profit motive that you would yeah. actually end up recouping costs and maybe making a penny or two? Yes. Oh, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Not a lot. I, mean, I don't want to charge very much for it. I just want to make my money back and maybe make a little something. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you know, I do this because it's, so hopefully one day I'll be big enough that it pays me <laughs> to do this as well. But, you know, so yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> All right, Camille, I do have to get to the news, and I do so appreciate you being here, and it, because I am so interested in what you're doing, and it ties in with what I'm doing, even though, you know, I do more, you know, accessible things, and you're strictly solo things, because I do solo accessible things, too. Yeah. Because uh, I'm going to be picking your brain from now on, I promise you that. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. Right. Thank you so much. Okay, Camille, thanks for being with me. We'll talk again soon. Okay. All right, that's, that's Camille Segovia from out in San Diego, getting ready to go in the, in the fall on Wonder of the Seas. And I tell you what, Royal Caribbean, if you're listening, you need to put her in charge of, of a solo group for Wonder of the Seas. That would be wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Okay, got a couple of things to cover Quickly, before I get to the news, uh, you know, we always talk about our our family traveling around the world and stuff. Of course, that's that's just a great picture of Gretchen and Fred. They're over there in the, in the western uh, Mediterranean. And they were in um, um, uh, Lumeran, France, um, yesterday, which is a little village up in the, in the mountains. Uh, in France, and what can I say? Fred was uh, having a beer, and a, a French a pigeon uh, pooped on him. Yeah. So he had to go out and buy a new French shirt because of the pigeon poop from Lumiere in France, which I thought was great. And I haven't had a chance to look at, at other stuff. I just saw that uh, Gretchen had sent me a bunch of other stuff, which I haven't had with a guest today. Haven't had time to get to. But anyway, so I'm going to make fun of Fred and his pigeon poop shirt. But that's that's just, that's awesome. I think that's happened to all of us at one time or another when we're traveling. And then my friend, uh, <laughs> uh, my friend, oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Rochelle, Rochelle Salerno is over there. She was in Palma, Mallorca yesterday. And of course, you know, she seems like she's in a church every day. Uh, this was the cathedral at Palma, uh, Mallorca. 
that she was also at the royal palace there. And I've certainly enjoyed uh, following along with her. That's at the royal palace, of course. And uh, our buddy uh, Bethany. Uh, Bethany was at the Little Mermaid statue in Copenhagen this morning and did uh, two excursions uh, today. One was at the, uh, uh, I forget the name of the palace. Uh, there were two palaces that she went to. Uh, one was Christians, Christiansborg Palace, and I forget the name of the other one, but a couple palaces there in Copenhagen. And just her pictures have been just unbelievably great through all this and the this artwork and so forth between the two of them that they have been posting has just been phenomenal. And so I have so appreciated it. All right, I'll be back with today's news. And we do have quite a few news stories this morning after a quick break from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing. But I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, so we had a protest. <laughs> the reason that I wanted to get uh, Fred and Gretchen out of the way is because yesterday, 20 activists from Stop Cruises movement attempted to block the entrance of Wonder of the Seas that we're just talking about <laughs> with our guest today and the MSC Orchestra at the Port of Marseille, France. The activists on inflatable canoes blocked the cruise ships from entering the port for two hours. They positioned themselves at a good distance from Wonder of the Seas in a way that the approaching maneuvers to the northern entrance of the port were impossible. The harbor master's office quickly interrupted all traffic at the port entrance. The maritime police intervened, keeping the protesters near the dike so that the ships could enter the harbor. The cruise ship MSC Orchestra, which was scheduled to dock in Marseille after Wonder of the Seas, remained stationary near the port and its arrival was also delayed by the protest. So my question is, uh, folks, uh, Gretchen and Fred were, went into Marseille today. I sent them a message earlier to see if there were any protests as they were going in, like yesterday. Uh, and I did not hear back from them. Now, it's possible that I could have heard back from them here 
while I've been on the show. Let me see if... Um, no, okay. No sign of protesters today. Okay. No sign of protesters. Okay, so there weren't, there was just yesterday that the protesters were out. So that's that's a good thing. So it's nice having some, literally some on-the-scene uh, reporting. <clears throat> of course, they're on uh, a Prince's ship. Uh, one of the seas, of course, went on its way yesterday. But anyway, very good. All right, so the second story has to do with uh, Prince's, as a matter of fact. Uh, Carnival Cruise Line has announced... I mean, I've got a Princess story coming up. Carnival Cruise Line has announced that a ship from its sister brand, Costa, will be joining the Carnival fleet in September. Costa Luminosa will begin sailings this November from Brisbane, Australia, as an addition to the Carnival Cruise Line fleet with the new name, Carnival Luminosa. Carnival's acquisition of Luminosa replaces previous plans for Carnival to take the Costa Magica, which will now remain with Costa. After the delivery, Carnival Luminosa will operate seasonally from October through April from Brisbane, then reposition to Seattle to sell Alaska voyages from May to September. Luminosa is a spirit-class ship, making her a sister to the other spirit-class vessels already in the Carnival fleet. Carnival Spirit, the Carnival Pride, Carnival Legend, and the Carnival Miracle are all roughly the same ship. Luminosa entered service in 2009. It's going to take them a while, folks, to do the changeover, to, to rebrand that ship, and it's going to take a full um, uh, dry dock, which is not scheduled anytime soon. So, it's going to, it'll be a while before that's going to be clearly be a carnival ship. But anyway, that's going to be in the fleet. That's by this fall. All right. Now, I did stumble around on the order here, but uh, in another cancellation day for selected guests booked on Princess Cruises, uh, we had a bunch of cancellations. Regal Princess is canceling some cruises from the Baltic. Royal Princess is canceling some cruises in Asia. Princess is given some a, a compensation option for both. So if you're affected, you want to talk to your travel agent or to Princess or to whoever you booked it for to see what your options are. Uh, the Princess uh, cruise ship was scheduled to begin her season in the Baltic out of Copenhagen on April 24th after repositioning from Fort Lauderdale on April the 9th. However, the cruise line has now decided to cancel Regal Princess season through September 5th of 2023 until the vessel begins sailing from New York. In total, 18 itineraries were canceled, including those that can be combined into longer sailings. The new schedule is not known, but it is likely that Regal Princess will just remain in the U.S. Royal Princess, on the other hand, 
Uh, the cancellations impact multiple sailings. There are six sailings canceled, including those that are combinable. The cruises include departures out of Hong Kong, Brisbane, and Sydney. Princess Cruises said that the Royal Princess cancellations were due to recent deployment changes. We don't know what that means. The line did not go to, into any further detail. So the cruises impacted on Royal Princess are from September 5th through October 10th of 2023 and no idea what's going to replace those. Not a clue. So, seems like almost every two or three days we're getting cancellations like that. Anyway, this is one I have couldn't decide on how to handle this morning. For families in Europe, it's going to be a bit easier to cruise now that Celebrity has become the first line to drop mandatory COVID vaccination requirement for guests under the age of 18. Guests of any age who are unvaccinated may also now either arrange a pre-cruise test within one day, 24 hours of sailing, and bring their ne negative results to embarkation or may be tested directly at the terminal. Changes made to Celebrity Cruises Healthy at Sea guidelines show that as of June the 8th, only guests ages 18 and older must be vaccinated for European cruises. This does not fall into U.S. or Canadian cruises as of yet. Now, this is certainly a welcome change for families who may have been nervous about vaccinating younger travelers or if teens and children are medically unable to be vaccinated. Part of that I can understand and agree with. Part of that I'm totally opposed to. This change applies, applies to all current celebrity cruises with, from European home port departures, which would be cruises from Southampton, Barcelona, Amsterdam, uh, Ravina, and Chvetovecchia, which of course is Rome. Celebrity Cruises is operating vaccinated sailings with onboard vaccination rates close to 100% among passengers. Guests ages 18 and up must be fully vaccinated, having completed an accepted primary vaccine series no less than 14 days prior to embarkation. That's the way I like it. Booster shots are not required to sail with Celebrity, but highly recommended. I have no problem with that one. All celebrity crew members are fully vaccinated, of course. All guests, both vaccinated and unvaccinated, must still present negative antigen test resort prior to embarkation. So they're holding up with the, the testing. That's good. Guests who are fully vaccinated, including those who have booster shots, may take the test up to two days prior to sailings. That's the way it's been. Unvaccinated guests, including teens and children, must test within one day of sailing. Okay, I'm not opposed to that part. The part of this that I'm opposed to, folks, and, and I hate to, I hate to say this about kids, but as comfortable as I've been on cruise ships 
this year, I've been on nine. Yeah, I've been on nine cruises. I've become very comfortable because I knew that everybody or 95% of the people were vaccinated and boosted, including the kids. The last couple is the only times that I've been uncomfortable when I've been in situations that were not when I was in crowded situations, like on an elevator with three or four kids and no masks. You know? And I'm thinking, uh-oh. So, I, I mean, I kept mine on, so I just pulled it up and covered my face just to help myself. But when I knew that the kids aren't vaccinated, that, that one is a little unsettling for me. So I'm not really in favor of the fact that they're doing away with the vaccine requirements for the kids. I'm afraid that that's going to open up a lot more people to spread the COVID variants. And that's going to make it worse on those of us that are vaccinated and boosted. Even if we do get it, it's much milder. Does that make any sense? Just not real, really in favor of what celebrity is doing on this. And that would make me think twice now about booking another cruise with him, quite frankly. Or with, you know, I mean, Royal Caribbean's going to probably do the same thing today, I imagine. I'm getting ready to sail on Royal Caribbean here in two weeks. I'm not happy about possibly changing for that. But, all right. Silver Seas. The ultra-luxury cruise line brand of Royal Caribbean has acquired the former Crystal Cruises expedition vessel Crystal Endeavor. The company has already filed patents with the United States Patent and Trademark Office to market and rename the ship Crystal Endeavor. More a mega yacht than a traditional expedition ship will be continuing her career with Silver Seas as Silver Endeavor, enjoying Silver Wind, Silver Cloud, Silver Explorer, and Silver or Origin. The former owner of Crystal Cruises went down with parent company Genting Hong Kong at the start of the year. So that's one of the ships now that looks like it's going to be saved. Aida. Aida Bida is leaving the Aida Cruises fleet after 20 years. The vessel is being decommissioned. The oldest ship sailing for Aida has not sailed since the start of the pandemic and will not do so again, at least not for the German cruise line. Aida Vita is already the third cruise ship leaving the Rostock-based cruise line since the onset of the pandemic. Aida Kara and Aida Mira left the fleet in the last 12 months, while the third New build that was supposed to join the cruise fleet was diverted to Carnival as the Carnival Jubilee. 
So obviously Aida is doing some things to try to protect themselves. Now it's not likely that this ship is going to be scrapped because it was just uh, built in 2002. It's still got some life left in it. So I'm sure that there's some efforts to sell that to somebody or to transfer it to one of the other carnival uh, groups, uh, possibly. Who knows? But I think we're going to hear some more about that in the un oncoming uh, uh, months or weeks. The last news story today is AMA Waterways, one of our our river cruise lines that we follow a little bit. They're planning a second Nile River vessel on AMA Lilia to enter service in 2024. AMA announced the news on the heels of AMA Dahlia completing its inaugural Nile season last week. Like AMA Dahlia, AMA Lilia, named after the sacred blue water lily of ancient Egypt, will sail the secrets of the Egypt and Nile itinerary on 11-night cruise and land experience, including seven-night round-trip river cruise from Luxor, paired with three nights pre- and one-night post-cruise land packages. Congratulations to AMA for expanding in that area. All right, let's jump over and see who's with us in the chat room, and if anybody's fussing at me today. Hot Air Tom is here. Hi, Hot Air. Cindy's with us. Sonny's with us down in Mississippi. Hi, Sonny. Carol's with us up in Canada. Mike Kowser's with us. Says I'm loud and clear. Thank you, Mike. Nikki's here. Hi, everyone. Happy Prune Day. We all need a little roughage in our life. Yeah, thanks, Nikki. I just don't like prunes. Prim Travels is here. Good morning. How are you? Sonny says, good for you, Camille. I love solo meetups. That's why NCL is my cruise line. You know, I, I've, you know, I, I agree with that to a certain, to a certain extent. The reason, one of the reasons, there's two reasons that I started heavily on Royal Caribbean this year and actually fell in love with Royal Caribbean was that I, I could get, I was getting some breaks from the, you know, paying double. Uh, there was actually some supplemental savings uh, that I wasn't getting them totally without a, uh, a single supplement, but a 50% supplement or 30% off. You know, there was just a break and the, then double the price deal. I got spoiled with, with MSC because when I first uh, booked with MSC because they were the first, uh, uh, well, Royal was the first. I was on Freedom of the Seas, as a matter of fact, first. They were the first one to let an oxygen guest back on board and quickly followed by MSC. So my next two cruises were MSC and I found cruises with no single supplement. So I was paying one up for that. Um, and then the, all the, the Royal Caribbean cruises that I booked, you know, with Navigator and even Quantum in Alaska, um, 
adventure out of Galveston. Uh, yeah, that was after Meraviglia, uh, which was another MSC. But anyway, I was getting a, a, a little bit of a break. So uh, that's how I got into the Royal Caribbean. And then I fell in love with Royal Caribbean. But I would, I would be ecstatic if we could get a solo situation. And you know, as last Camille and I have discussed before, you know, give us a staff member for you know an hour a day uh, to coordinate, or, or you know, set it up that a, that a volunteer like Camille or me or anybody else that goes on it uh, could coordinate um, a, a solo get-together, solo activity, solo, you know, you know, like doing that poker thing. That was, that was a, to me, just a fascinating idea for, for a solo group. Um, and it gives all the solo guys a chance to you meet each other. And because of that, you're going to have people that are going to enjoy being with other people and might want to do some things with them if they have a chance. As opposed to, you know, one of the things that I really learned from this was was my buddy John, Nanaka the North John, uh, saying that one of the things he disliked about this last cruise was that he was by himself, uh, which was because of the pandemic and being masks and everything else. Uh, but this this cruise was, you know, he was he didn't have the chance to to have. A, a solo group and to meet other people um, and even the dining room he wasn't at, at the, di the dining table that's one of the things that I, I found that I liked so much about Royal Caribbean was my dining experience was awesome because I had different people at the table some were solo some were couples uh, and I you eat dinner with people three or four nights in a row and the conversation that comes on, you make friends really quickly. So I really like that. Uh, Prim says, speaking as a solo female traveler, I travel by a cruise ship because it's safer, more relaxed way for me to travel. Well, I, I had no idea, though, that the numbers were so upside, you know, four to one if female solos over male solos. And I know... I mean, the first person solo I met was another male, and he and I have become with that been seven years ago now. Uh, he's been been on the show before, but uh, John and I, which I call him Wichita John because he lives in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, he was the the first solo traveler I met, and I just I just never. I mean, obviously, I've been around a lot of other female solos since then, but I just I had no idea that that it was that much uh, female solo travelers uh, to males. That, that's shocking. I mean, because you got to think, yes, they're, the, the cruise lines that think it's widowers, which we're not all necessarily widowers. I'm not a widower. You know, I'm single. Yeah, I'm not married anymore. Um, and yeah, I... I have a tendency because of my old-fashioned uh, beliefs. If there, when I'm around female uh, solo um, 
guests on the ship, I have a tendency to kind of watch out for them, make sure that they're not having problems with, you know, other males and things. But I just, I mean, I don't overtly do that, but that's just part of my DNA, I guess. Um, Cindy says, I was just on NCL Breakaway, and there were lots of events and huge groups of solos. There you go. NCL does... They do it better than anybody else, and it's probably because they were the first ones to do the the uh, solo cabins. So, yeah, we need the other cruise lines to come along with what NCL's done. You know, my problem with NCL is they don't, they're a totally 100% uh, <clears throat> single supplement. So the bottom line is we're paying double. And even solo cabins, it's still, if you figure the numbers out, it's still not a financial break at all. But it's it, it's something special just for solos. Uh, Sonny says on uh, Epic, we had approximately 150 solos in the group. Big market for cruise lines and growing. Yeah, it is. That's that, That's terrific. And a lot of a lot of this audience is solo. Carol says, I'm single and over 70, and I'm a solo cruiser. Yay for solos. Yeah, I'm single, and I'm over 70, and have all kinds of other problems. But I'm with you, Carol. Yeah. And I, I, Camille is just, wow, she's just such a neat lady, too. I've, I've really, I'm, that's been a, a good friendship for me to make. Uh, I really, I really like Camille, and you know, we've been trading information back and forth now for several weeks. So, Emily's with us. Hi, Emily, up in New York. Gretchen's. Oh, Gretchen popped on. Howdy from Marseille. Gretchen says I'm breaking up there, but it is France. Kenneth's with us. <clears throat> of course, I don't know if um, if uh, Gretchen uh, <laughs> was was with me for uh, sharing uh, Fred's pigeon poop story from yesterday. I thought that was terrific. Ah, Emma's with us. Hi, Emma Cruises. Glad to see you back and out and about. Of course, Emma's one of our favorite people in the world. So, Alright guys, that's going to wrap me up for today's episode of Travel and Cruise Industry News. Again, my special thanks to Camille for uh, being with us today, uh, talking about solo travel. I've learned some things from her as well, and Emma says, uh, Emma came onto the stream, and I'm talking about pigeon poop. Yeah, that's uh, well. Welcome aboard, Emma. I, you know, I talk about strange things on this show. But anyway, good to see Emma back with us. Uh, Emma and I need to get together. We haven't been, to, we haven't chatted for a long time. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. So we'll have to have to get Emma back on this on this show. So. All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. 
I will be back tomorrow with the same thing on Traveling Cruise Industry News. If you're new to this channel, we always appreciate the thumbs up. That helps the channel out. If you have not subscribed, please consider do so. That also helps the channel a bunch. Uh, and if, uh, if you're listening via the podcast, thanks for being with us. As always, in the description of the video, there'll be a link to the video feed, which will take you over to... Uh, oh, I've got one other thing I need to tell you, too. A link in the video uh, for the video feed, so you can go check out any of the pictures that I shared. Um, and, uh, same thing with clips when I do those. I remember our buddy Bubba. Bubba Schumard, that's uh, uh, he and, uh, and his better half, Lynn, who are huge Holland America folks. And uh, Bubba on the Holland America line uh, Facebook group does the drink of the day every day. He started back in the early days of the pandemic and it caught on and has been a huge thing for Holland America folks. Bubba was just quoted in an article in the New York Times. So Bubba and I have appeared in the New York Times within what's about six weeks of each other. And that's pretty cool. Uh, I'll, there'll be a link in the description for uh, to Bubba's uh, the article that Bubba is quoted in. It's about uh, folks that are senior citizens that are trying to live on cruise ships. Uh, and, and is most of the time, as you know, the last three months until I uh, recently I was trying to do that too, uh, as I was gone almost constantly. Uh, but anyway, it's a, it's an interesting article. It's a good read. So that will be down in the um, in the description of the video. I'll have a link to to that article from the New York Times. It'll be right down from the link to from my article from the New York Times. So. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for today. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising. And hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. This is the old fat travel guy. Have a fabulous day. See you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time for Thursday Traveling Cruise Industry News. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you'd like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. 
And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.